Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely, but it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're going to deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelson. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really pleased to have with me on the line uh, Andy Cabasso. Andy is a digital marketer, a lawyer, and the co-founder of Postago, which is an all-in-one platform for link building and digital PR outreach. Andy, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Jeff. Excited to be here. So I'm really excited to have this conversation today because one of the things I was I was really keen on is that when I asked you for what your one big tip is, you gave me like five, <laughs> right? And I was like, dude, like, no, we're doing one today. Too much? Yeah, a little bit too much. But what's cool about it is that, you know, the fact that you, you know, you have these different experiences, you know, as a, you know, a digital marketer and a lawyer, I mean, that's, that's a fierce adversary, <laughs> right? So, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, first of all, I'd like to take a few minutes to, uh, uh, you know, uh, for you to tell people, you know, who you are and, uh, you know, what makes you awesome? Um, oh, gosh, I don't know. I'm going to get self-deprecating, I guess, that which is the opposite of what you're looking for. Uh, so, yeah, my background, basically, I years ago went to law school and became a lawyer and uh, found myself actually getting into what started out as a side hustle of doing digital marketing because I found that the law firms that I was applying to work at had bad websites and marketing online. So uh, a partner and I started a marketing agency focusing specifically on this legal law firm vertical and it became very successful. Uh, We grew and then eventually got acquired by a larger company in the legal industry space. And kind of from uh, running the agency and my experiences in digital marketing, I saw this kind of other opportunity with Postaga because a challenge that we were running into was doing link building and doing outreach. There are a lot of disparate tools and processes out there. And so we wanted to build something that would help marketing agencies more uh, seamlessly, quickly, and scalably do uh, link building and outreach for their customers. And as we kind of like we launched in May of last year on Product Hunt and it was number one for the day and it was very successful. And kind of from the feedback we got, there wasn't just this need for uh, doing easy outreach for like building links and promoting your blog content, but also for digital PR, for getting your business press coverage on other blogs, for getting featured on podcasts as a guest and, and things and also like doing like cold sales outreach. So our platform has become really versatile and it's been uh, great so far. That's a, uh in a nutshell. You know, what's interesting about that is that you basically scratched your own itch. You know, you latched onto something and it's like, geez, I really need some help in this one particular area. And then it just ballooned, right? Well, I found that like I can be a, I can be more invested in in solving this problem, especially if I have the problem myself. If I'm selfishly trying to solve my own problem, I'm going to 
go at it harder uh, and more passionately. And that kind of was the same thing with uh, kind of starting our my marketing agency is I didn't like the options out there. And I really found myself wanting to help other people to avoid some of the problems that I saw in terms of like bad marketing out there. <laughs> bad marketing sucks, right? Yeah. I mean, you know what happens is that, you know, you look at these different companies and you're like, geez, you know, like I could do so much better for them. Yeah. Right. But then you really need to, you know, they need to be in the mindset that, uh, you know, that they want the help, you know, that's first of all. And second of all, you know, like you really need to deliver, right? You really need to deliver like on the promise that you're putting out there. Yeah. And that, that was actually a, a lesson that I learned early on was that, uh, I'd reach, I'd cold reach out to some of these firms, be like, Hey, your, your website isn't so great. I could fix it and make it better. And they're like, I don't think I really need a website anyway. I don't really care too much about it. And I could work to try and convince them that they might really need a website because their clients are going to look them up online. Even if you're not like doing online advertising or anything like that, people are going to check you up online and want to make sure that you have a real business presence because like your website is your online storefront basically. And so some people didn't care about that so much, especially like if you're, if you've been in practice for 50 years and you're an older lawyer towards the end of your career and you're just not as interested in it. So it was definitely a, a learning experience to really better understand my customers' mindset to not just project what I thought they would want on them. You know, what's interesting is that, um, you know, I illustrated this for my kids a couple of, I don't know, about a month ago. Basically, we were, we were driving down a main street over here and, you know, my girls said that they wanted sushi, right? So, okay, great. You know, find us a sushi restaurant. So they said like, okay, there's a sushi restaurant, I don't know, a mile up, you know, but then I just passed one, like literally out of the corner of my eye. And I'm like, wait a second. Well, what about this one? Like, well, I don't know. It didn't show up on the map. Right. <laughs> you know, and that was it, right? You know, end of discussion. It's there. It's not on the map, but it still exists. Exactly. And what happens is that, you know, you, you know, you as digital marketers, you know, we really want to help them like, dude, come on. You know, like I, I would have eaten there that night if you, you know, if you would have taken the time, but also selling to, you know, selling to non-believers, uh, you know, that's an uphill battle. You know, that's really something that you can't, uh, <laughs> you know, you almost can't teach them. Right. And it's like, all right, you know, you don't want to do it. Okay, fine. You know, call me when you're ready. It would it would be. I mean, it would be much easier if you your value prop was immediately understood by anyone that you pitched it to. And they're like, yeah, I definitely need that. You are fixing this problem that I identify and I'm willing to pay for. <laughs> that's that's the answer, right? Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's exactly it. Let's talk a little bit about ways that you can grow you know, your startup, right? You know, at Postaga, you needed to create a system and, you know, like you needed to onboard, onboard people and also to service those clients, right? Mm -hmm. And this actually segues nicely into, you know, like your one big tip, which is how to deliver amazing customer service, right? So actually, I think we need a segue because my next big tip is actually how to schedule podcast interviews when they are not mowing lawns next door. <laughs> you know something? That happens. You know, like, what are you going to do? That's the beauty of live. And, <laughs> you know, it's all good. It's all good. I swear, I, this always happens. I'm like, you know what? All right, we'll, we'll do it in the middle of the day or early or later. But they always seem to be mowing lawns at exactly the time that I am uh, on a podcast. That's fine. I get it, man. I get it. Uh, let's talk about customer service. One of the things, like when I first worked with my first technology company, I was dumped into the customer service uh, branch, you know, where I had to answer the phones and I had to answer the, you know, the emails and all that. And at first I was thinking like, Jesus sucks, you know, like why are you sentencing me to purgatory here? Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, basically the, you know, the customer service manager, you know, my manager at the time, he 
came at it from a totally different perspective. He's like, what are you talking about? We're the lifeblood of the company. We are the face of, you know, how this company works. People will judge us by the service that this, as you say, lowly department is, you know, is doing. So he's like, do me a favor, please change your attitude. Uh. Right. And, you know, that was a big wake up call. And the amazing thing was he was right. You know, he was absolutely right because customer service is not this basic expense center in your company. When done correctly, it it can be the profit center. It can be the difference of uh, of alienating a customer or making them your biggest fan. How did you achieve that with Postaga? So especially for like an early stage company or a younger company or a smaller company in a larger space, I kind of... I- identified that I was seeing that there were some companies that other friends and colleagues and customers would would always talk about and they wouldn't be the biggest companies in the space, but they would really just marvel at the service that they were getting that they're like, all right, I'm, I'm a small customer. I'm not spending millions of dollars a year with this particular company, but they are answering all my questions. They are quick and responsive and they are helping me get the best use out of this product. And I am going to love this product forever. I'm going to stick with it. And I'm going to tell all my friends about it. So like, not only is good customer service important for things like retention and keeping your customers, but it's also beneficial for marketing because people, your happiest customers are going to be evangelists and spread the word. Uh, and that's definitely been something that I've noticed in particular. Like I, I have to think of customer service in particular as like having like two facets to it. There's like offensive and, and defensive, like offensive being the preventative stuff that you do ahead of time before you are getting people reaching out to you for like help desk support or things like that. That, that includes things like, you know, having help docs, having good onboarding, videos and documentation and like email onboarding and things like that. Uh, That stuff helps your customers get acquainted with your product and know how to use it so that they hopefully won't need to reach out to you because they understand completely how to use the product. Then there is like the what I call defensive customer service, which is someone is reaching out to you because they can't do something exactly right or don't know uh, and have a problem and want you to help them solve it. And so like that's you answering live chat or email tickets or phone support or what have you. And the really way to kind of excel with that is uh, in particularly the first, I think the easiest thing to do is be quickly responsive. I have stopped using software that I was paying thousands of dollars for because the service was so spotty and terrible. And this, it was unfortunately common with like, I've seen like a lot of larger companies and I and like if like there are situations where I'm I'm thinking like if I am not locked into this software if it's not a critical part of my business I'm going to switch away from it because there are things that I need I need a response I'm getting held up and it's just like I'm willing to pay more for better response and better communication and I've done that and I know that plenty of people feel similarly out there. So, but like for you as a company, you may not be biggest company in your space. You may be incredibly small, but delivering on customer service is something that you can relatively easily do by answering support tickets quickly and being helpful and coming at it from the perspective of, I want to help resolve this issue that you have will be much more likely to get you to have the help not only solve this person's problem, but get them to be an evangelist and share your product uh, with other people. You know, there. Uh, what's interesting about what you're saying is that it sounds like there are two facets. Uh, th- you know, there are two parts to this, right? 
One is the human aspect, right? So you have to train your team, you know, get them on the corporate culture bandwagon that, you know, this is what we stand for and this is how we're going to project that image. And then the second part is, you know, how are you going to deliver that? So are you going to use, uh, you know, something like Zendesk, you know, or FreshBooks or, you know, however it is, sure. you know, one of these major players for creating, for helping you manage and deliver that stellar customer service. What do you feel is more important? You know, the human aspect or the technical aspect? Like, like, how do you divide that up? So there, I mean, as far as like support software and systems go, there are a lot of options out there. And I wouldn't necessarily say like, like, like I have my preferences. Like I like, for example, I like Help Scout for tickets. I like uh, Chatleo for live chat, but there are plenty of options out there. There's Zendesk, there's there are other apps that like integrate with your CRMs and your tools, and they're all fine so long as your team can easily use them, easily get notified when you have new tickets, and help you to be quickly responsive to them. That's really the important thing. So really most important is having a knowledge base for your team and having standard operating procedures for how things are supposed to go so that your team knows if we have a help ticket uh, the first available person will respond to it and respond to it in a certain way. So like I, I, for example, like typically like no matter what the ticket is, you know, I like to start out saying, hey, person's name, acknowledging who they are. Thank you for reaching out just to acknowledge appreciation for them reaching out, then addressing their question, coming at it from the perspective of I want to help solve this for you. I want to help you move forward. Um, so making sure that you're things like like making sure things like you're not defensive, making sure that, you know, even if people are upset or complaining, you try and you bring the temperature down and come out of perspective of being helpful, that it goes a really long way. And that can help you calm down customers that might be upset with anything for any reason and shift the mindset for, to uh, someone who's upset, to getting them to help them resolve the issue and be happy that they spoke with you. Amazing, amazing stuff. Let me ask you though, how do you measure then the success, uh, you know, of a customer service team? Like how do you figure out, you know, like whether this was money well uh better spent to hi- hiring maybe a higher caliber customer support rep or you know also in terms of of being able to put a dollar amount on the customer that you just saved or the customer that you just lost? Like how do you figure that part out? So I think it can be tricky because like, for example, like someone might deal with a different volume of tickets and you just might have drawn a cut today. You might have just drawn a particular customer who is upset, who is a higher value uh, customer who is spending more with you. But just like for really any position at a company, it's important to have KPIs and metrics so you can evaluate any employee's performance to see if they're doing as expected or exceeding expectations for the role. And so for customer service reps, I know that it's generally typical that uh, your performance metrics are based on number of tickets that you handled, like how responsive you like kind of numbers in terms of how quick you are to respond to your tickets, how many tickets have been closed out, as well as like customer satisfaction. Sometimes you have in your support software or live chat or software or anything like that, like, like how is our service thumbs up or thumbs down? And that can give you like other helpful information about your uh, about your reps. 
Amazing, amazing stuff. Thank you so much for sharing that. Andy, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about uh, about your company and how they can reach out to you directly if they'd like to learn more? Sure. Uh, I'm pretty easy to find on the internet. Uh, my website is postaga.com, P-O-S-T-A-G-A.com. Over here is my LinkedIn. It's linkedin.com slash in slash Andrew Cabasso. So I think Andrew Cabasso sounds a bit more I guess, formal than Andy Cabasso. Uh, on Twitter, I'm Andy at Andy Cabasso. And I also have a Facebook group called Grow Together SEO. That's all about link building, outreach, digital marketing, SEO, and all of that. It's a great community and recommend that you check that out too. Amazing stuff. Andy, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I love that you brought the energy and really appreciate you talking about, you know, some of the ins and outs and how you make customer service a really great, uh, a really great thing at your company. Thank you for coming today. Yeah, thanks. Happy to share. And I hope that you've all enjoyed this as well as the music of the lawnmowers next door. Amazing. Thank you so much. (laughs) 